Is it an ampersand or is uh, it just a underscore and from a marketing standpoint? What do you or think? Or like mm, doom doom and mm, whore? No, oh. I'm not that casual. No, I no, it's I'm too. Not, that's not who. I'm not a 15 year old girl. No. So, so uh, doom, doom and I think doom and now maybe even mm. better. Doom und Horth. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's go like full Sturm, Germanic. German drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just go Germanic with it. Like imagine yourself with a helmet with a little spike on it, saying Doom und Horth. <laughs> now, even though Germans can't really make the th sound, I don't care. They would say Doom und Horth. It's German American. It's 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 Germanic ish. <laughs> so Doom und Horth. Just know that that's the worst thing something could be. I feel like there's a... Episode 3, Doom und Horst. There's a t-shirt. Well, that's obviously what we're going to call this. I guess, yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where... I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, and I bring everything to Mark and he pontificates. This week continues our arc on the crisis of meaning, and in this series of episodes, we are looking at the STARS documentary, Seduced. We have nothing to do with that documentary except for telling you to go and watch it, because it's awesome. We. Invite you to stay tuned until the end of our episode for our social media details. And we thank you so much for coming back and listening to us each week. If you like us, if you find us entertaining, please share us with a friend. We would appreciate it. Okay, here we go for episode three. Right on. Gets very, very intense shit gets real and it's also a trigger warning because it's very there's a lot of sexual abuse described right. and not by us no but we're going to talk about it oh yeah and but i just want to make it clear that we're not guilty of any sexual abuse at all. <laughs> no totally not oh my god um so and where we last left off obviously was india was told that she has to seduce seduce Keith. it kind of just put me into a state of shock. She told me basically I would be having some encounter with Keith where I would feel vulnerable and rejected. She said that pushing past my comfort zone would make me stronger and more capable in all areas of my life. And what that means is that she doesn't have to like get him to go to bed with her. Yeah, that was strange. It was a very weird thing. She just has to have an encounter with him. That where she would feel vulnerable and then report back yeah. to Allison about it. Yeah. The important thing to remember here is pulling back the curtain. The one who is is controlling all of this, all of it, strange. is is Keith. Yeah. He is the one that is saying, "I want her to do this. I want her to do this." I can't imagine working this hard. I mean, just to get girls. Have you seen him though? Well, I know. I mean, but he has to take some extraordinary leaps and bounds to be able to get a woman. See, that guy me, is so gross. Yeah, but it seems to me like stick with the MLM, get some bank, get girls, uh, right? I get. But see, that's so. Here's the thing. Well, and I guess that that's true. There are women in the world yeah. who who really where that's that's the defining thing. They want a guy who makes money, and it really doesn't matter to them. 
Keith is a big, big loser. He's got, and his his ventures don't make money. The only reason that he has money in this venture, again, right. is because of women, yeah. which is ironic because he hates and detests I women. I almost asked if it was the Schweppes girls, but it's really, <laughs> no. it's really the, the, it's the, the Seagram's, Seagram's girls. girls. Whatever. Hey. All right. So um, there are multiple different assignments for each of the, so there's this top line slave group who includes like Allison Mack and, um, oh. What's the other girl's name? Something Klein. Nikki Klein. Dude, I don't even know. And some others, Daniela. And there's a bunch of different top line. Oh, Lauren Salzman. Nancy Salzman's daughter is a top line uh, DOS slave. So she reports directly to Keith. Yeah. And then there's the second line. The seduction assignment had different variations. These women who were already collateralized were tasked by their masters by another woman with seducing Keith Ranieri. Everyone's assignment wasn't the same, but the end game was the same. Some sort of sexual contact with Keith Ranieri. So there's all kinds of different assignments for all of the girls, but for India too. And then at some point she's got to have some kind of sort of sexual encounter with Keith. So he picks her up from Allison's house, drives her down the street to wherever his place is, and he explains to her... Then Keith said that he was Allison's master and my grandmaster. And I thought, what the hell does that mean? She's like chit-chatting with him and stuff, and all of a sudden she just says to him... I asked him to take a naked picture of me. I kind of like blurted it out nervously. I remember him standing there and staring at me. I felt embarrassed and uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I had a choice. I just wanted to get it over with. So I took off my clothes and I sat on the edge of the bed and I just sort of leaned back and he took a picture of me like that. This is my question watching this. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's really what happened? I, I don't know. I, I, I stopped thinking critically because, because you it's do too have painful. that point. I mean, she's definitely in deep denial about some stuff, right? Which who can blame her, mm-hmm. right? And she did say, you know, it took me like 50 hours of therapy to admit that something sexual happened between the two of us. Yes. Do you feel like she's shading that story a little bit towards, uh, I just took naked pictures and, you know. Well, I think that in this case, well, okay, because later in this episode, she starts talking about deeper and darker sexual things right. that they do. But I'm just saying, so I mean, in that first case, you see Keith showing a great amount of restraint there? I don't know. I, I think it's, I have no idea. I can't speculate on that. The I one can. thing I that. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm you doing can. Right now. I'm speculating. I, I, I will speculate on one thing. I'm going to speculate on one thing, and it's salacious, and we talked about it in the previous episode, or about about the previous episode, and that is the fact that I think that uh, Allison, Allison Mack, and she were and she were stuff. they were hooking up. Yeah. I think that there, I think that there was Way a too lot many of photos hookup. in bed for that not to be. I the think case. that there were a lot of hookups that were happening because it's a sex cult. So yeah. I think that you know I mean, not everyone is reasonable not, to expect there was probably some sex I happening. I would bet if I went digging, I could because I know that there's one kind of initiation thing where someone was taken into a room tied down to a table naked and then forced blindfolded and then some random came up and started going down on that person. Sounds like a Friday night to me. Okay, it sounds like nine and a half weeks <laughs> to me actually. So um, I mean, there is that scene. But, I mean, like, which could be actually Keith 
because he's in that he's in that age cohort. He's in that generation where nine and a half weeks would have come out, right? And he was like in his twenties probably sure. when it came out, and he's probably like or like his late twenties. He's probably like, yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's how I want to live. Right. I want to I want to be I want to be that guy. I want to be Mickey Rourke <laughs> in nine and a half weeks, and every girl looks like Kim Basinger. Okay, yeah, well. so anyway, um, so he's just he's doing he's he's this is what's happening. She's doing. Naked pictures with him. And then she thinks, okay, that's going to be it. Um, oh, but, my sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve Hassan, who is a cult specialist, yeah, um, we, we're back with him and he says, Keith Raniere, like many other destructive cult leaders, used women as an extension of his needs for power and control. And it all comes out of a malignant narcissistic self that's incredibly insecure. Well, I mean, that's that's what it is, right? He has, he obviously has the classic superiority inferiority complex, right? Mm -hmm. He believes that he's, you know, the smartest guy on the planet, mm -hmm. and he's the greatest, and he's God's gift to women. But at the same time, he's like, well, maybe I'm not that smart, and maybe women won't really like me. So he needs this constant, you know, uh, validation mm -hmm. of his, you know amazingness right so this is how he gets it right he's controlling all these people he gets off on that sexually he's getting something out of it although is, it's not uh, clear that what he must be having sex because he's gotten people sex. he's definitely gotten people pregnant and forced yeah, them to well, have abortions so that would be the way you do that right with the sex right is how that happens so yeah based no. on my recollections i mean you do have a child. I do. So, all right. So tell me a little bit about what you remember um, them describing, like, uh, India's lifestyle at this point. So she's trying to hold, like, jobs, right, occasionally. Mm -hmm. But that is just not – I mean, they are not into that. They do not want her having a job. They didn't like this Pierce Brosnan job she had. Mm -hmm. And she's basically just like, you know – being a maid to Allison Mack, mm -hmm. right? It was all about having this rigorous lifestyle. I was taking classes as a student and working in others as a coach, but I hadn't gotten to a rank where I could be paid for any of the coaching. Allison kept me very busy with these so-called goals. I had to be accountable to achieving these goals, and there were consequences if I didn't. Um. I assume she's forced to play volleyball at some point. I don't know. <laughs> well, do you remember? Well, actually, what she says is that... This is the sports barn where Keith and other community members would play volleyball a couple times a week. It was late-night volleyball games. Allison was always pressuring us to show up and watch Keith because there was some kind of competitive nature between her and the first-line DOS slaves, and having us be there meant that she was the most devoted. Whenever you see the pictures of the first-line DOS slaves, yeah. they're all, like, hugging each other and, like, in these gorgeous group shots. Right, but they're in big they're power all, struggles. They're right? all attractive women, but they are in between themselves yeah. or amongst themselves in a big power struggle. Fighting for the attention of this little toad. Exactly. And Allison <laughs> running things. feels that the way to accomplish that is to get everybody of her, all of her slaves to go to as many volleyball games as possible. Right. Just Which I cannot Super listen, participation. Listen to what I just said. Yeah. Go to as many volleyball go games. Go to as many volleyball games. You don't have to and play. I mean, not just, just watch these 
amateur fucks play volleyball in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. And you have to be up the next day doing your classes and teaching your classes and everything else. Allison instructed me to take a picture in my underwear and send it to Keith. He decided that I had to be 106 pounds. Allison said I could only eat 500 calories or less per day. And then before eating anything, I had to ask permission. Oh yeah, that's right. She has to text and say, Master, may I have uh, this bullshit lunch? 90 calories. That's nothing. May I eat 90 calories? And And the chances are that fucking Allison would have said no. Why are you doing this? See, that's the thing that that's where, and that's where I guess the mind, the programming comes in. Of course. But I'm like, where, where does your, your self preservation? Their reward center is so jacked up right now, that it's all tied to approval from, Nexium people. It started with us just walking around Clifton Park and talking. Sometimes he would talk about philosophical concepts. We would also talk about being dyslexic because apparently he was dyslexic too. So we would kind of bond and connect over that. Because this is the other thing. He either plays plays volleyball in the middle of the night or he takes, takes these creepy women walks. on all these long walks. Yeah, yeah. So she says, uh, you know, when we were on these walks. I felt like when I was with him, all his attention was on me. And that felt really good. But then she gives us a little insight into who is Allison. Do you remember what she says about Allison? No. And she's like, oh, she she was like kind of all over the place. Sometimes Allison would be totally fun and like playful. And then other times she would be like a viper and just sort of berate you. And you didn't really know what to expect. So Allison, on top of being dodgy as shit. Queen bitch. Is, yeah. a, is a moody ass bitch as well. So like sometimes she's in a great mood and then sometimes she's just out to get you. Yeah. And I suppose that depended on where she was in the pecking order with the yeah, top. Because they're all competing to be the Keith's number two. Main lady. Right, yeah. And Nancy Salzman. She's holding on to that position with her fucking dear yeah. life. She sacrificed her child for that position. She's a piece of crap. She's the worst human ever. I just Next really... No, well, I actually think she's equal to you. You think she's equal? I really yeah. think that I, she I, is not, an equal. I don't think that's a bad call. I think she is definitely an equal. I think she knew exactly what was happening. I think that these two sickos were actually discussing it. And getting off on it. Probably. Sick and disgusting. So Keith is all this time denying that he's having anything to do with this. Right. And uh, is a huge lie. The girls in um, India's pod of slaves go to the Berkshires. Allison takes them to the Berkshires. In the fall of 2016, Allison took the pod to the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Allison called it a bonding trip. After dinner... Allison sat us down and told us that the trip was not just for fun. Allison instructed us to take what she referred to as a family picture, which meant all of us girls standing together fully naked while Allison took a picture. That photo was sent to Keith, and it so happened that some of the the pod happened to see the text message. Nicole saw the text, and she was furious. And she said to Allison, If they're supposed to be for us, like, why is Keith even getting these texts? And why is he sending a devil face emoji if he's supposed to be so holy? So at this point in the documentary, as I was watching, I was beginning to think, maybe Keith's not that great of a guy. (laughs) Like, I feel like he might be the villain in this story. Keith is the antagonist, as we... I mean, 
he he's just I don't think he's very nice. I don't think that Keith is the um anti-hero. No. I don't think that you want a secret. He's not a Tony Soprano. No, we're not we're like vote we're not like we're not rooting, like rooting for, him. for him at all. Well, Keith... we're rooting for him to get hit by a cement truck. <laughs> well, that but might be. It's like, Keith, I like how you walk in traffic uh in the middle of the night. Could you consider maybe a more a busier road possibly? Mm-hmm. That would be good. So, you know, we go through it. And this is just a the episode 3 to me feels it's, like it's... this litany of just Doom Filth. and horribleness. Yeah. Horth. Or horth. <laughs> it's doom and horth. Doom? When you ask what horth is, well, it's a term of art <laughs> that I've come up with to mean the worst horrible garbage you've ever seen. It's horth. You may use that in your everyday life. I feel like I need at no charge. Doom and horth. I've got, yeah, I'm going to put that on horth. a mug. Horth might it. be some like. You know, ancient Egyptian god of doom. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, feel free to use that. What even was that word supposed to Look, be? Look. Horror? I just horror. told you what it was. Horror? I just okay, told you what it was. This is a well-designed, not accidental at all, <laughs> term of art. It's in no way a uh, slip has, of the tongue. Has coined a phrase. That's right. Everybody. Doom? All the cool kids are saying horth. <laughs> doom and horror. Signal your coolness by posting the word horse on our Facebook. Hashtag horse. Yes, exactly. Hashtag doom yeah, and horse. Let's make that trend, can we? <laughs> Hashtag doom. Doom and horse. All right, so um, so they're at this hang place on, called hang the Berkshires. On. They're in the Berkshires. They're having this girls' weekend. Blah blah blah. Everything that just went down that I just talked about. And now I'm repeating again, in brief. Then all of a sudden, Allison Mack is having this fight with this other girl, right. Danny Padilla, and she's like. I'm going to reenact this scene. Yeah. Danny Padilla is like, Allie Mack, bitch. Right. What did I just see on your phone with those text messages when your phone happened to be just open in the bathroom and India saw it and then brought it to me? And now I saw it. First of all, are these people drunk? Who leaves their phone in the bathroom? Well, drunk people. Yeah. Or trusting. Wow, fool. Trusting people. But anyway, so you... and then, so then Danny Padilla's like, girl, you have some answering to do. Why did you send that to Keith? And why is he sending back the horny purple devil? Right. Allison, Legit questions, both. Allison is like, listen, bitch, you're my slave. Okay. And you better chill out. And I am going to discipline you. All right. If you don't back the fuck down. Okay, strong move. Danny Padilla is like, bitch, I'm not backing down. Good. Good for you, Danny Padilla, whoever you are. Allison Mack is like, girl, did you forget that I have that collateral on your ass? Danny Padilla is like, I'm listening. Yeah. Allison Mack is like, here's what's going down. Everybody, you're already naked. I was going to tell you all to take off your pants, but you were already naked. Everybody sit down. As a punishment... I'm going to take up close pictures of your pussies. Okay. It's totally crazy. And she's like coming in for a fucking close up of them. Mm-hmm. So they send these, send, she immediately sends the close up photos to Keith. The stuff that they go through there, everybody is going to have, I think everybody is going to have, well, some of us might have an empathetic reaction and go, oh, ooh. But I think most of us are going to go, 
including the empathetic ones, because I had that reaction. And then I also had this reaction, which was, how do you, how, come on, how do you get there? Get up and get out. Yeah. What are you doing? How do you right. say yes to what any of this? Like, like what, life? what is happening? And then the next step is this. I would, I would never do such that one. I could never fall for that. And Dr. Yanya. Yes. Is here to tell us. You're living in a world of fear, essentially. And so it's very difficult to say no or be any kind of oppositional force. If you're doubting or you're standing up, it just shows how much more discipline you need. You betcha. Definitely could happen to anyone. Right. Because these women, by the time this level of stuff was happening... They're like not even... They're not themselves anymore. They have actually turned on themselves. They are working against their best interests. So India, later in this episode, talks about how she felt sick in involving herself with Keith in this way. And she then ignored it. And she's just like, oh, my God, did I just... Why am I being... Why am I not conquering my fears and Well, in retrospect, she says, those were my red flags. Like, that was my body saying to me, this is not good. Of course. And, you know, like, why why did I override my red flags? Because that's what people do. I mean... That's what people do when they're brainwashed. All right. So she's she's doing this for a year and um, at a certain point during the process... Things go from just sending photos or having Keith take a naked photo of her and then walking around for all hours. And then it moves on to him, and she calls it, he called it, working on her. And then he began to what he referred to as working on me, which was him performing oral sex, which felt like hours. And I just sort of lied there didn't feel good. I actually felt kind of paralyzed. And there was a lot of fear about what might happen next. And then it it was over. And this oh, was that's to a, like... What a romantic way of putting uh, that. This is a way of Keith... Well, because he doesn't want to make it romantic. He wants no. to make it whatever is happening between them. He wants to make it um, clinical and a... Something that's like a perfunctory, well, like almost like not medical per se, but just sort of a a therapeutic act. This is something that's taking her to a higher level in her. Uh, You know what? I will bet you $100 it did not take her to a higher level, if you know what I'm saying. Well, did not seem to because she didn't, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe that's too, that's too personal to share. All right. So there's all kinds of stuff that this, this like sexual stuff, but she says, she kind of goes, I I always thought he was celibate. I thought he was a monk and now he's doing this and this seems sexual. Girl! And he's just saying to her, no, this isn't. This is therapeutic. Right. And then she said, well. And I remember even like reaching my leg a little bit down so I could see if he was maybe aroused and he wasn't, which in a way was kind of reassuring because it made me think, oh, maybe he is just doing this for me and my own benefit and he's not getting anything out of it sexually. She said... Well, because guys like that are not sexually healthy, right? They're not going to be like normal guy 
naked girl, gets aroused, you know, feels affection, all that stuff. He's not sexually healthy. I have no doubt that he has performance issues, right? <laughs> Probably a small peen, too. Yeah. Not, if I'm going to be real. Whatever gets him going is not normal stuff, right? It's just not. It's not. No. So we've determined at this point that Keith does not know how to do sex, right? <laughs> Keith is not good he's no, at know, the sex. Yeah, he's not. That's not his thing. But I bet Although, you if you would, you would pull his little sex girls, they would be if like, If I did, the then summer. I would be Keith. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> oh, no. Get it? Mark, I can't. So, so you would think if you have a sex cult, the one thing you might be good at would be, you know, sex. Oh, no. I definitely think the opposite. I right. think if you suck at sex, you better get a sex cult. Right. Because, because the only way pe- people are giving religious you any obligation. kind of positive <laughs> feedback is, yes, religious obligation. And then it goes beyond, right? Like, it's, like, next level. If it's a, if it's a religious experience, no matter what's happening, you're like, Jesus Christ, it's dear leader. Dear leader. Yeah. And I And this is the best. It's like those Manson girls. There's a couple yeah. of them that you talk to now. And they were still, still crazy as remember shit house it as like rat. just the best, most transcendent yeah. sexual experience they ever had. Of course, they were high as a kite. They were good, <laughs> so it could very well could have been yeah. some of the best sex that they ever had right. in their life. So, well, well done them. But also, if it's in a cult, so just know. Growing up Catholic, there are things called holy days of obligation. Mm-hmm. Do you think like if you're running a sex cult, you do that too? Like, you know oh, what? you 100. Hey guys, do. Friday is a holy day of obligation. Uh, you have to come and entertain me and my limp dick. So she's all like, I actually feel pain from being involved in these these scenarios with Keith, which seemed to be no mostly shit. about oral sex performed upon her unsuccessfully apparently whatever that might be the biggest crime of all yeah um i mean girls you know what i'm talking about but anyway she says to him hey whenever you go down on me i get this massive ball of like pain in my chest i asked him can you help me get rid of that and he said no that's your problem I'm going to go down on you for like an hour. She's like, you know what? That actually kind of makes me ill. <laughs> I know. I feel a little you bit know, of I, pain. It makes me nauseous slash, to, for I you to say that. I might throw up. Yeah. Like, wow, that's not what I was going for. But <laughs> it's <not>. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. But anyway, Keith is like, no, no. Keith has the answer. Go and have an EM because it's your problem. Don't, right. Don't be a victim. It's not the fact that I don't know what I'm doing orally. <laughs> it's obviously some kind of problem with you. It's not. Here's the thing. He might be the great grandmaster of tongue. I don't think he is, though. He might be. But right. if she's not into it, if right. she doesn't. It doesn't matter. See, this is a consent thing. Right. This is not a skill thing. We've right. actually been joking, but really, right. let's bring out the truth. Oh, yeah. And I think we she, both She's know uncomfortable. This. She doesn't want to be there. She's she doesn't what, want to do yeah. this. India... Is continuing down the path. So this so 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 she had to watch a paddling occur. It was part of the program. I was forced to watch Danny Padilla, a first line DOS slave, be paddled by Allison. They asked me to film it so that they could have a witness. It was actually Allison's penance. Because she had failed on her diet, she had to paddle Danny. 
So India's seeing people getting paddled. Um, right. There's all kinds of crazy shit happening. They're, they come across um, like orders on Amazon for things like like restraints but not just like baby restraints these are these are like serious like steel cuffs that I mean, you can just like don't look at my order history you know? i mean <laughs> oh my god mark wow um so yanya says yanya yes. says that th- when you're in a cult you're in a social system that over time closes in on you you essentially internalize the cult you get to the point that you yourself become kind of a microcosm of that self-sealing system. You can basically function on your own without the cult having to tell you anything to do. You chastise yourself. You don't need anyone else there to criticize you. You're holding yourself accountable because you have internalized all this. Okay, that sounds like it might make sense, but you got to parse it out for me a little. You internalize what the cult is telling you yes. in yourself so that at a certain point, no one has to even give you punishments. Right. You're you just, just automatically yourself. programmed. To, it's like training a dog. And, but no, even worse. I mean, because a dog gets trained how to behave. Yeah. Full stop. But a dog doesn't say, I- I've been trained to behave this way. Now I want to deprive myself even more. Right. Because I want to please dear leader. Right. Humans, so I'm, I'm going to be, according I'm to tell her, myself I'm bad boy. Bad yeah, boy. yeah, at a certain point, you're a bad boy. Yeah. And then you start strapping things on your, like you wear a hair shirt for three days. So this is actually, and so then there's you actually. report back to dear, ma- dear leader that you've, you've been so naughty that you've already yeah. punished yourself. Now that is a somewhat common phenomenon in organized religions as well. Mm-hmm. Like there are sects of Catholicism where this kind of flagellation or wearing the, uh, cili- I think it's called a celiche. So that's exactly the thing that they. Yeah. Which ordered. is a, basically a barbed belt. Yeah. Around, that, a, around your thigh or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Which like stabs you as you walk and you will eventually start to bleed from it. It was featured. It was actually mentioned in um, Da Vinci Code. I don't know mm. if you ever read that. Then we learn about stuff that's been happening in the background. Right. And it's very, very terrible. Wow. There's a young girl called Daniela who during India's time in Nexium, and, and this was a girl who had been groomed by him since she was underage. In 2010, when Daniela had expressed a crush for someone that wasn't Keith Ranieri, Keith told Daniela that she had to remain confined inside of a townhouse until she made amends. Lauren Salzman, Nancy's daughter, was in charge of monitoring Daniela and enforcing that confinement. Food was even left outside of the door for her. Daniela was inside that room for almost two years. Yes, yeah, just a prisoner. In she her own could mind. have left, yeah. but she let them come up and feed her through her or at her door. And Lauren Salzman was the one. Nancy Salzman's daughter was yeah. the one controlling this whole. Yeah. Thing. So, I mean, obviously they're just, what are you doing? This now, by the way, stupid Lauren, I'm super fine doing? with Lauren getting some jail time. Yeah, she does. Her mother needs to get more. Yeah, way more. For getting her, you know, very, very young daughter involved yeah, in who, this bullshit. Yeah, who does that? She's sick. Ugh. So anyway, um, the whole thing is just, it's awful upon awful upon awful. So this Daniela finally 
it, it, so she's held captive and at the end <laughs> basically she was taken to the mexican border without her paperwork and she was kind of just let off no identification no, no identification money. no money so cruel so she's looking remarkably like an illegal right she has no identification it's like no no, no i was just in a sex cult it's okay I, you can I, let I've me been in held captive for the last two years yeah I, I weigh like I I get a grape a day. Yeah, I'm like ninety pounds. So tops. Look, it's all bad. This whole thing, I can't with this. I mean, like honestly, it's terrible. Everything that happens in episode three is so heavy. I it's 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 awful. And Keith again. Let's talk about really gross things. Like raping children, raping a baby. Can you imagine what it would be like if you were just a primitive someone who just was of the body? a baby it's just something that feels good what if it was just a lump of flesh i'm going to be really crude but oh it feels good to stick my dick in a steak uh, oh yeah here's another flesh oh it's a baby uh, uh. that's what it's like he's there's he's not a, a, he's not a very good guy i don't think god so you know what these people are so horrible and so immoral and amoral i'm shocked that they weren't a member of the Trump administration. <laughs> you have no idea that they weren't. Like, These are probably uh, Yes, supporters. I would like, I'm proud to pronounce, uh, to announce that uh, Keith Raniere is now uh, Secretary, Secretary of, of Health and Human Services. Oh, there's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so he's talking about fucking weird objects. And I'm going to pardon him for all his super weird sex crimes. Meanwhile, India is saying daily life at this point after being in DOS and she's on these constant readiness drills and doing slavery detail and then recruiting her own slaves. And then that is a lot of work. All of I it have tried. and coaching and yeah. not sleeping and going to volleyball games and then having clandestine sex episodes with Keith and right. who knows whatever else. I mean, this is a, this is a crazy intense life. And um, then we find out. Meanwhile, this nugget is dropped in. The Bromfin money yeah. was cushioning nest eggs. You look back and you see all of these cases and you see that there have been media reports on all of these things and nothing was done. And a big reason was because Nexium had a lot of money, primarily from the Bronfmans. The Bronfmans made political contributions to local elected officials and they also had a robust legal team. All of that made people reluctant to speak out against Nexium. Oh, well, that might explain the lack of uh, aggressive activity by said local officials. Hundred percent. We like to, you know, what we like to call that bribes. Bribes, yeah. bribes to keep the local officials. This is why the attorney general did nothing. No, and knew about it because the police, the police, um, the uh, Albany Times Union had been like. Oh, pounding on for it. For a decade. Ridiculous. All right. So. Like, you know what? Uh, I didn't catch the paper that week. I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know anything. Whatever. So. Yeah. What did I get? $100,000? Well, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I took a nice trip on the Bronfman I mean, do you know who we are? Jet. We're Albany. We love yeah. cults. My God. This is the It's like our cottage district. industry. Yikes. So. All right. So. So. So that was damning evidence to me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And it's just the whole thing. 2016, DOS is ramping up. Keith, here we go. 
everybody's been kind of flirting with the idea of what's Keith's ultimate plan. Yeah. Right? Like, what is it? What's the end game right. here? He uh, says yeah. he imagined thousands of men and or thousands of women. The way that Keith Ranieri envisioned DOS was that it would be thousands of women. The slave should look also to really find women of influence. I imagine, for example, we could change the presidential vote of the United States in four years or something. Kamala Harris is going to be like, you know what? This DOS thing sounds pretty good. Oh, Rosario Dawson, you liked it? Okay. Yeah, I could try it out. Whatever. <laughs> Catherine oh, Oxenberg, I, I, have to give I some... remember you. Yeah. Yeah, I love Dynasty. Oh, I have to give some compromat? Okay, no problem. Here's some naked pictures of the vice president of the United States. <laughs> By the way, none of this is true. Uh, Secret Service, don't at me. I swear I don't know anything at all. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right, so. Rosario Dawson, don't think I forgot about you either. <laughs> so um, so anytime that there was any resistance, I mean, it feels like at, at a certain point here, 2015 on, it like looking in from just this very small peephole, through this very small peephole, right. I feel like things at a certain point just started escalating. But that's what they do. They're like, okay, this is working. Let's try it with 20 more people. All right, let's exponentially increase the uh, our our exposure to law enforcement. You know, they just can't stop it. And they just go faster and faster and more and more until they eventually just implode. Yeah. So... Because they're dumb fucks. It just feels to me, though, but that's how it feels to me, that it just becomes so fast and so furious. Um, so then Keith is going on and on. I mean, it's just going through all of this nonsense and I, I, we don't need to go through every step-by-step detail, but at a certain point here, Keith starts talking about what is like assault. The thing, for example, with sexual abuse in some states, it's their, their ages. There's the age of consent. Some states at 17. Some parts of the world it's 12, some parts of the world it's right. So what's abuse in one area is not abuse in another. But what is it really? Abuse is does the person, is the person a child or is the person adult-like? Some little children are perfectly happy with it. Is that um, person adult-like? Keith, I, Keith I feel like you're tipping your hand a little bit here. But come to find out, Keith, at some point, this was not in this documentary this is some side research that i've done um keith at one point one of the underage girls that he seduced at some point in his previous when he was in his 20s right. and he was hitting on like 12 to 16 year olds yeah. um he told one of the girl's sisters i'm i'm visiting your sister through her bedroom window because she's a reincarnation of like an egyptian or an, a buddhist oh, god or oh, a buddhist god it was a buddhist god oh okay and and so i don't so, even know if that's know, a like, thing what, i don't okay. you know like what what exactly i don't feel like you really understand buddhism very well really not Keith. sure but anyway so she was like a buddhist goddess in her previous life and so Which that's not by way a thing <laughs> no it's just all nuts i mean it's just crazy he's a loony He's everything is escalating. Um, he needs slaves to be powerful. Um, so then all of a sudden, it's 
India is alerted to the fact she's been a slave for a while. All of a sudden, she's alerted to the fact that she's going to have to. Allison told me that there was going to be a ceremony that I was going to have to be a part of. She said it would involve a mark on our bodies and that it would be a permanent commitment to DOS. Allison and the other first-line slaves had already done it. And now it was the second line's turn. We were going to be branded. The, the brand is meant to be part of the sorority. Literally, you would have these reminders on your body every day that this is not only a lifetime serious vow, but it's also the most important relationship in your life. That what they're told is the brand is a symbol of the elements. But it's not. It's it is fucking not. Keith's initials. No, it's Keith's initials, and it comes out... It, looking like shit. <laughs> like That's the, the worst sword. calligraphy I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, if you're going to brand somebody, work on your penmanship a little bit. Because that's kind of permanent. All right, so we... And it's just letters. How hard are letters to do? Rick Allen Ross is talking about the brand, and he says, like... The women who entered into DOS felt that what they were demonstrating is their absolute commitment to each other and to the philosophy that Ranieri had indoctrinated them to believe. In that environment, Accepting the brand becomes logical. It becomes reasonable. And they simply see it as their commitment based on all the training that they've gone through. People are, you know, people might look at that here all along in particularly episode three. The specialists are really hard at trying to help viewers understand these people need to have sympathy. We can't we can't just like go, well, I would never. You may think never. that, but you would, you might. You just don't know. Don't, you never know where you are in your life and who the charismatic leader is. Yeah. No one because thought you, they were going to be Nazis. Yeah, you can't put yourself in the position of someone who's been broken down psychologically. Mm-hmm. We walked one by one into Allison's bedroom, fully naked. I was instructed to lie on the table. I had Michelle holding my feet and Nicole held my hands so that I wouldn't convulse. Allison was reading the ceremony script. The best slave derives the highest pleasure from being her master's ultimate tool, independent of use. Danielle put a stencil on my skin, and then she began to trace the stencil with the cauterizing pen. So, the first thing that I'm thinking about is what was she expecting as they brought her into that room and then held her down? Like maybe some kind of forced OBGYN visit or something? <laughs> oh, gross. I mean, well, I mean, not, it's, not, no, it's not as gross as being stenciled. I mean, uh, that can't have felt good. Well, she well, says. She no, says, duh. <laughs> she says she didn't really feel pain unless they got close to a bone and like the edge. I just, I can't. She said she just sat there, and in the cartoon, it shows, like, a tear dripping down her face. And I'm just like, oh, my God, she's, like, in her early 20s, and she's going through this. I can't. Okay, do you remember me saying how bad the penmanship was on this? Yes. They had a stencil? (laughs) Like, how do you fuck it up that bad and have a stencil? Like, just just trace inside the stencil. I just think it has to do with how it heals. Or maybe, you know... My magic marker first to see how it goes. Oh, it's and so then, gross. And know. she said that Keith liked to look at her and touch it and tell her how small she looked. Disgusting. The whole well, thing is sick. Of course, because he needs everybody to be small because he's tiny. 
we leave this episode where we're at a point where everything is escalating so much. The the newspapers are really aware of this. They're hounding him yeah. in the press. What's the, what's the name of the paper? The, the Albany good one? Times Union. Yeah, those guys rock. And by the way, buy a subscription from them <laughs> right now. Well, they were or on top of go this shit. and link into their podcast, which explains the they, they cover the entire oh, Nexium on trial. Yeah, good for a, them. It's a really good podcast. All right, and shout can, out to yeah, the Albany Times Union. Hundred percent. We're obviously linking. I always to them love the newspaper names that are hyphenated. Hmm. I feel like those are the best ones. Okay. Much better than that, you know, New York Times, Washington Post. So boring. Mm. But if you can be the Picayune Times leader, you know, <laughs> that's a good sounding journalistic kind of bullshit thing right there. <laughs> All right. We have the end of this episode coming. And it is another one where it's like kind of a little bit of a hang- uh, like cliffhanger. And they, uh, you have Catherine saying, you know, this is all happening. I know stuff is fucked up with India because she's acting crazy. And, um, but I, I don't know what to do to help her. And then all of a sudden she gets a phone call, a message from a friend who says, You have to save your daughter. You have to save India. She is in grave danger. Yeah. No Boom. shit. Cut to the next episode. Okay, so... We are going to do the final episode is going to come next week. Um, I wonder what will happen then. <laughs> foreshadowing. Keith gets busted. Yeah. It's called Exposed. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there you go, Keith. Nice job, Keith. Suck it, Vanguard. <laughs> you ding dong. Also, next week, a little bit of foreshadowing. We expose everybody as being ding dongs. Everybody's a ding dong. Everybody's a ding dong. I mean, with the exception of Princess Stephanie. No, Elizabeth. Whatever. <laughs> she can be who was. She can call her. Doesn't whatever whatever matter. She wants. But all right, so let's just briefly touch on what our opinions are so far. We're about to get a bar. Let's frame this in terms of a crisis of meaning, since that is our overarching right. theme. So for me, this is bearing out. Like everything that I see, these people going through these are these are people who are in crisis well it i don't know if they would even say that they were in crisis they would probably say they're just seeking or they're on a quest or they're just trying to like no a quest is going to slay a dragon (laughs) these guys are definitely struggling i mean this is not beowulf i'm not gonna lie but at the same time i feel like all of them with i mean i don't know so like i don't know enough about what provoked the others to get involved in this um, cult? Um, I know Sarah's story a little bit because of the vow. Certainly India's story, but like a mark. I would be really interested to hear how he got oh, involved. That in it. is easy. First of all, he, I mean, his uh, dreams of film greatness didn't really pan out, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, how am I going to make some money? Oh, here's a cool multi-level marketing scheme I can get involved with. For him... It was all about getting rich, bitch. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I believe you, but it's just, I don't know. I just feel like, and then the other thing that, that strikes me as kind of twee is the way that they all just fell into this lingo and they keep calling it the community and they- What was that word you just used? Twee. What does that even mean? Well, like, you know, like precious. Is that what that means? I think so. That's how I use it. Well, I mean, I believe you. I mean, 
Just go All right. with it. Learn something every day. Yeah. Okay. So I just feel like Actually, it's a, not every day. That's a lie. I feel there like are it is. plenty of days I don't learn a goddamn oh, thing. Oh, well, you know. I feel like it is just a very gross, you know, and then the other thing, the makeup, the entire makeup of this cult is, tends to be skew young-ish to middle-aged, but hot middle-aged. Milfy. Um, super slender with the one or two exceptions where they're not. Just because they probably were A, rich, or B, you know. Really were, gullible. Were good at their job. Yeah. yeah whatever. And so that's, to me, I'm just like, eh, it's like, it's all privilege. It's this very white bread. I, I don't even remember seeing any, I saw Asian people and I saw brown people as in Hispanic, but I don't remember seeing any African Americans represented in this cult at all. You know who I'm got my eye on, right? Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I think she's definitely mixed. No, but she's not a part of this cult. I know oh, you want to think well, that she is, but she is not. She's definitely part of the MLM. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. She maybe wanted to be part of the ESP, but I don't think she really ever committed and kudos to, to Rosario. No, no kudos to her. She mm -hmm. gets no kudos. She gets a kudo. Not By getting involved with an MLM? She didn't get involved with it. I don't know why you have this idea that she, she just they, because she went to she one She was at meeting, the thing. She was being meeting. used as the, the, she was the bait. <sighs> maybe she was there because somebody else was bait. I, we, I just feel like we're, we're jumping to a conclusion there. Well, I hate her. All right. So the privilege is also an issue in this episode. India is dripping with it. Almost all of the other people seem to have had their fair, more than their fair share of, you know, helping hands throughout the way. But in the next episode, I think we're going to see India's privilege on full display. And what is the other side of the coin of privilege? What do you mean? Entitlement. Oh. And there's definitely plenty of that to go along with the privilege, right? Right. They believe that they're entitled to, you know, be considered special and to be above others and to be able to have a slave and all the, you know, they're entitled to be elevated in this whatever weird, bizarre way. So there's a lot of entitlement there yeah. to go along with their privilege. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't disagree. I think that the, it's a very strange. So these people are adrift. And yet entitled. <laughs> yeah, no, I you, think that I think they're that, special. I think those are. I think those go with each other fairly well because if you, if you are that entitled, you know, it's very natural for you to kind of in the back of your head go, you know, where am I going? What am I doing? Why am I? You know, why do I either not have everything I think I deserve, or what did I do to deserve all the things that I have? Type of thing. So oh. there's. I think it's definitely easy for those people to have a crisis of meaning now. I'm much less sympathetic to their crisis of meaning than someone who is, you know, struggling. Right. Right. But you always th you hear about, you know, like, you know, the poor little rich girl, right? Right. Like they're just, oh, I'm so bored and I just, you know, whatever. True that. I and I really feel like that's that that probably is a little bit of the case with India. I didn't get to go to the south of France this year yeah. or whatever the hell else. <laughs> like I just – I remember when yeah, – I hope it was in this episode where she they were talking about her job, right? Yeah. And it was a very like privileged little rich girl who didn't finish college type of job. She was working at some shop in the East Village, right? Right. And I was like, of course she is. Uh, right. Right. I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah, in the East Village. Of course she did. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't dis disagree. That's actually in episode four. But I'm going to I'm going to yeah. leave it here yeah. because I, it's a good foreshadowing. And, you know, at least it proves that you've 
watched the episode. I mean, you know, <laughs> there was always that chance that I would. <laughs> That's true. All right, so let's do social media very quickly because everybody knows the social media. Extemporaneous with an X on Facebook. Join our page, please. We enjoy having new guests adding to the conversation. We have a gram. Uh-huh. It's extemporaneous pod. <laughs> Oh my God. Spelled X T E M P Oraneous Pod. Oh my God! All right, that's why you're getting accents it. today. Woo! <laughs> and we have a Gmail, extemporaneous, extemporaneous Pod. God, let me try that again. Extemporaneous Pod at gmail.com. Please send us suggestions or comments. Um, and recipes. if you don't mind, please like and subscribe. Go give us a, a rating on iTunes. We really would appreciate it. That just helps us be seen by more people. So yeah. We, oh, by the way. If you're listening to us and you find us funny and you're enjoying the pod and you haven't given us a review yet, what are you even doing with your life? <laughs> please. Go do it. Please, What's, it takes 10 seconds. Please do Why it. Why are you we so really lazy? We really appreciate it. Are you it. having a crisis of meaning? Oh, my God. Be careful because you might join a cult That's by right. accident. Yikes. So avoid a cult. Give us a review. That's nice. All right. Thanks for listening every week, you guys. We really appreciate it. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Goodbye. Wow. That, I mean, I already you decided. You can only hear extemporaneous after dark every other word as you flick madly between extemporaneous after dark. Yes, exactly. And extemporaneous. Because the, the picture is very scrambled. <laughs> the it's very hard to scrambled. see. You can't see. And you can only get a clear, like, boob or, like, Wow, I don't are know. we showing boobs now? Well, thigh shot. Not us. I'm talking oh, about God. Skinamax yeah, now. Yeah, you know, you can only get that clear image. That's right. Well, you can only get our clear sound. That's right. <laughs> no. It's going to be like, <laughs> thigh. <laughs> Booty. <laughs> I think I'd pay for that, wouldn't you guys? I mean, you know, it's $5 a month. So wow. I wonder about this. Like, do people who know us listen to it and only hear the person they know? This is the person they know. Or I've been told that my podcast personality is no personality at all. It's just who I am. Who said that to you? My family. (laughs) They're like, it's just you with a laugh track. (laughs) I'm like, how dare you call Christina that? Oh, my God. You guys. (laughs) How how, how very fucking dare you to say that I'm just a laugh track. I add a lot more. This is what I'm like. Just so you know, this is what I'm like. In everyday life. <laughs> it is. Wow. I feel like after this, like after this glass, because I'm not. Jesus. Could you drop your notes more times, please? Mm, that's totally horse right there. Oh my god. On my floor? On my pristine floor? Oh, that's